<laughs> oh my goodness. Hello everyone. Hello. Hi, hi. Welcome back to Fit Literate. I'm Carolyn. Or and I'm Laura. And welcome to if you're just joining us recently. We realize we probably have quite a few new listeners and we've been just acting like everyone's on chapter 12 with us. So we figured we would just give you a little uh, heads up that on this podcast, we talk about specifically media literacy uh, when it comes to health and fitness and just how to navigate that weird online world. We're both certified personal trainers. We both work with clients actively, uh, hands-on. I'm also a group fitness instructor. Carolyn is also has a, a she's an artist formerly known as a group fitness instructor. And you've probably <laughs> seen us being like super annoying on your Instagram feeds. Um, but yeah, that's why we're here chatting in addition with you. to being in addition to being practicing fitness professionals, we are also both terminally online. So um, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's our qualifications. <laughs> We're both completely <laughs> rotted from the inside out by TikTok. So welcome. We're going to introduce you to toxic things you've never even heard of before. <laughs> I honestly, I hope so. Like, I hope that most of the people listening, like what we're talking about is news, news to you, news to you. I hope that these things have never um, uh, affected you rotted your brain in the same way that uh that we have experienced because oh boy is there a lot of Especially weird, weird shit on the today's internet. topic because today's topic ruined like two to three solid years of my life so uh I hope and pray that that is not the same for you although if this is your niche special interest like it is mine it's gonna be a good one so buckle up it's, it's gonna be a very good one yeah so Laura thank you for that intro we're gonna try to remember to actually introduce ourselves yeah, yeah. and the show at the at the beginning um every time but anyway so today's topic we're both really excited about this one we've been looking <laughs> forward to it for a while and we've had to put off recording uh-huh. twice because life happens um but yeah we're talking about vegan youtubers which Ooh. if you um Again, if if this is a world that you've never been introduced to, like strap in and get ready for a ride. And if, if you were you, a white girl in college in 2015, you know exactly what we're talking about. Oh yeah, a <laughs> lot of drama, a lot of controversy, a lot of honestly, uh, just eating disorders being spread through the internet. Um, so we're we're and gonna a real get into cast it. of characters, like oh, a lot yeah. of big personalities, which I think makes this one particularly fun. Yeah, yeah, very fun. Um, so we each are gonna cover a few. So I think we've got maybe like seven or eight different YouTubers that we are going to talk about today. So these aren't going to be the same like super deep dives that we've done on other like online personalities. This is just gonna be like the spark notes, giving you a an overview of the wacky world of vegan YouTube in mostly the 2010s I would say I like to think Um, that like when we do a deep dive it's like the individual origin story Marvel movies and this is going to be like the Avengers (laughs) but the toxic Avengers the vegan the raw vegan Avengers yeah just the greatest hits (sighs) love it love it okay (sighs) so let's get into this dumpster fire uh Laura would you like to start us off with your first profile (laughs) Yeah, let's go in with our 
Uh, oh, wait, actually, Poster before group. before we start, before we start, let's just give a little bit oh, of background no. on Caroline's our personal, no, our just our like personal involvement in this. So, um, Smart. so Laura, were you ever vegan? Yes. Yes. What was that I experience was, like for you? Uh, also heads up for this episode that not only are we probably going to be discussing some disordered behaviors, even like when we're not veering into disordered territory, we are going to be talking about specific details about eating styles and really fucked up notions around food. So if any of that is going to not be fun or good for you to listen to, just know that that's what this episode is going to be about. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I went totally plant-based junior year of college, junior year of college. Um, And I stayed that way for about two years. Mm. Um, So like into my my early adulthood, Um, it started off totally fine and then it quickly devolved. And part of and I mean that in in a health way, it started out as I think like a pretty maybe misguided, but not damaging decision Um, and honestly the the downward spiral can really be linked to Mm. these freaking youtube accounts so that's why i'm specifically excited to talk about this but um it just became really really restrictive and really disordered for me you know i should call it like it is i know a lot of vegans who are totally balanced like they're hashtag for the right reasons if you're a bachelor fan like (laughs) it's we're not dunking on a plant-based diet here. This oh, is yeah, just absolutely. Sort of the really, uh, it's it's just an intersection of all kinds of internet shit that just happens to center around people deciding they're going vegan. So yeah, so the, yeah. yeah, this episode is not about veganism. This episode is about Correct. vegan YouTubers, which is a, a very different topic. <laughs> um, but so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about hashtag for the right reasons, what was the mm-hmm. like initial reason why you decided to dabble in plant-based eating? I think I watched some documentary. Okay. And the thing that intrigued me was um, the environmental aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a... a time in my life where I was very obsessed with being good and being in control and I really got into minimalism this is around the same time I discovered like the life-changing magic of tidying up and I would like throw away half my possessions every three months you know is that re- <laughs> oh, <too>. no. <laughs> oh no oh <laughs> no um yeah which honestly like I still I still utilize some of the tenets of that book. I, I love you. I love Kondo. to declutter. <laughs> oh my god, it's so soothing. It's so soothing. But for me that turned into quote unquote decluttering my diet. Mm. So initially I did it for like ethical reasons, environmental reasons, and to me we've talked about before on the podcast that it was we both went through a sort of healthism moralistic like yeah I'm going to yeah. be healthy and pure because that's the right thing to do because then I'll be a capital G capital P good person TM <laughs> right and yeah. um you know that's that there is one way to to be right so it it appealed to me I think because of that but 
at least consciously, I was like, well, I don't really want to cause harm to animals. And this Mm -hmm. is a really good way to uh, minimize my carbon footprint and also like save money. I'm a college student. So it just, it checked a lot of boxes for me. Mm -hmm. And I initially started it as an experiment. Like I did go all in, which I if you're looking to maybe convert to a more plant-based diet, I don't necessarily recommend that. Just like <laughs> diving in head first. I like gave away meat in my freezer to oh my like <laughs> my f- guy friends at the time. Yeah, I know. Um, but also because of where I was in my sort of relationship to food and I had suddenly shifted to thinking like, oh, it's not bread that's bad I actually added in a lot more foods so I think that made it sustainable for me to do it so um mm-hmm. abruptly because I was like oh I'm eating bagels yeah. I'm eating bread I'm eating pasta like as long as it's vegan I'm good to go so I think that my diet was actually quite a bit more like varied and nourishing up at the top yeah, it's like at first started, in some so. ways it helped you be a little bit less restrictive, but um, it also imposed just different restrictions in other ways and that kind of spiraled out of control eventually. Yeah, it gave me a clearer guideline. So it wasn't just like me in my head not knowing anything about nutrition being like this is good and this is bad. It was like, okay, here's the, mm-hmm. you know, vegans can eat a lot of stuff. So it's not even that restrictive unless you elect yeah. to make it restrictive. But yeah, it was, it was, I was doing fine for a, for a while. How about you? Did you ever dabble in the plant-based world? Yeah. So I, I think maybe there's been a couple times in my life where I tried being vegetarian for like a week or two. Um, like my best friend in elementary school decided to uh, become a vegetarian when she was like eight years old, um, which was like an interestingly early introduction to that, um, especially coming from like a child. Like her family was not vegetarian. It was just her. My best friend did the same thing. She ate. I'm. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you're listening, but I think she ate nothing but pasta for like 10 years of her life. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, my friend definitely, like she, she was not a picky eater. Like she definitely mm-hmm. ate like a lot of foods. So just instead of like meat sauce on her pasta, she'd get like non-meat sauce or instead of yeah. like grilled chicken on her salad at dinner like her parents like gave her tofu like I don't know if any of it was all that good but they they were very supportive honestly it, it was pretty cool um and then in college my well actually in um all throughout middle school and high school a lot of my best friends um were from Indian families and their families were vegetarian for religious reasons. Um, Mm. And so I was around a lot of that, like cultural vegetarianism um, and Mm. ate a lot of vegetarian food. But like my family ate meat, I ate meat um, and I, I never like, fully converted to a vegetarian diet and then in college my freshman year roommate um was vegan and so I learned a lot about veganism from her and like going to various like events on campus we had this whole like student run cafe um 
on campus that you could use your meal plan to eat at called Earth Foods Cafe. And honestly, like bang for your buck, you got like the biggest portions. So like all through my life, like I've uh, I've had a lot of like plant-based people very close to me and I've eaten a lot uh-huh. of like vegetarian and vegan food and meals and whatever, but I've never been vegetarian or vegan. Um, and in fact, in college, the lifestyle diet that got its fangs into me was the paleo diet. So I kind of went like the opposite way. Um, And with like all of the health aspect of it and the environmentalism aspect of it, I was very much like sustainable livestock, agriculture, like (laughs) farming, Um, Mm. like not factory farmed meat, but like small farms, very like Michael Pollan kind of thing. Mm. So it, yeah, Um, I was, I was never vegetarian. uh, I love that veganism and paleo are like the two opposite sides of the same moralistic coin where it's like, yeah, no, we are human. We are better than the animal. We regress to our like caveman instincts or it's just like, no, we've ascended past that. We cause no harm. Yeah. We, <laughs> yes, we make it's a light like, impact. Like it's people will it's like, role like play. go paleo or go vegan oftentimes for the exact same reasons. And like, depending on, mm-hmm whose book you're reading or what website Which or documentary you're on, you like, watched. <laughs> yeah. Like there is data that you can yeah. cherry pick to justify any like decision or mm-hmm. viewpoint. Um, so it's really interesting. That could maybe be a conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, so I never actually followed a vegetarian or vegan diet, but because I did my undergraduate degree in nutrition, I followed a lot of just like food diet, you know, nutrition, um, social media accounts, like of all different types. And so even though I had absolutely no interest in being a raw vegan fruititarian, um, I did watch a lot of Freely the Banana Girl. Um, I never had any Mm -hmm. interest in actually eating that way, but I consumed the lifestyle content as entertainment. And a part of the reason I found it so interesting, it was because of my field of study and the career that I thought I was going to have in the future. Um, so I was definitely doing, especially in my like later teen years, early college, like a lot of exploring of like different food philosophies and Mm. consuming vegan YouTube content was a big part of that process. So (laughs) I never, I never took it as instruction, but I, uh, I, I watched a lot of these characters. Yeah. (laughs) I'm happy for you, Carolyn. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Uh, I said, the, the paleo influencers got me instead. So, uh, not completely unscathed. Mm. (laughs) Okay. So let's get into our first, uh, our first YouTuber here. So who are we talking about first? Oh, let's do it. First, we are talking about Raw Vana. I feel like she is kind of the true neutral of the vegan influencers, if that makes sense. Her name is uh, Yovana Mendoza. If we're going with the D&D alignment. Charts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because like, I'd consider like Freely the Banana Girl is chaotic evil. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> or she might even be like lawful evil and then her boyfriend's chaotic evil. And then there's like yeah. fully raw Christina would probably be like chaotic good. 
but no, 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 no. And now, I'm, she, now I'm getting into the law. I mean, also evil, but like um, personality wise, like, like, uh, um, persona wise. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, you yeah. know, they all had like a yeah. different, a different flavor. All of these people. Fully are very raw Christina is that was not meant good. to defend okay, raw Christina. Okay. We are going to um, talk about this too deep, too later deep. in a private conversation, and we're going to make a yeah. graphic to post on Instagram with oh, the vegan no. YouTuber alignment chart. Carolyn, we're going to get sued. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Raw Vana. So, um, I feel like we're going to hit on a lot of the same trends across these people so mm-hmm. uh Yovana who went by Ravana was raw vegan and I would consider her sort of the poster child for raw veganism she started making videos on YouTube eight years ago or at least that's the the earliest one I can find they're very much the truth about protein here are my different kale salad recipes she's talking about things like food combining remember that one um Mm. and she's talking about primary food there was a a thing called uh mono meals i don't know if you remember this one but people were convinced for some reason that if you just ate like a huge quantity of melon that your body could digest it better which like in my limited nutrition knowledge our body likes when we eat a variety of macronutrients in like a regular fashion at the same time at varied times throughout the day <laughs> not just your body doesn't shut down if you try to eat melon with something else like yeah eh. anyways um she did a lot of what I eat in a days she did some seven day resets um it's all presented with the idea of like oh this is so simple and everyone can do it without acknowledging that having like a bunch of raw produce around as your only source of food is expensive extremely inconvenient and like not practical for most people mm-hmm. um she's also like a beautiful like very thin woman so she was very classic influencer um talking about weight loss giving some exercise tips um, talking about how many calories are you supposed to eat? Here's natural makeup. Here's my shopping list. Lots of food hauls. Um, lots of like tips for perfect skin, which is just like drink green juice, that sort of thing. Uh, the reason I would say that Ravana kind of went, she was a very like mainstream YouTuber, but the the turning point for her was in... 2018 let me check this out 2018 fans um saw her eating fish at a restaurant Ooh, Mm. drama drama After, after that she was forced to kind of come clean and admit that she had been dealing with a lot of health issues and that's why she was looking to incorporate some meat back into her diet which, like, if you're a normal person, is no big deal to mm-hmm. take medical advice, tinker with your diet, whatever. But when you are making your living telling other people to eat primarily raw, if, when you're telling people to eat raw vegan and that's going to fix all of their problems, uh, then you become a massive hypocrite <laughs> and a scammer. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And one thing that we're definitely going to notice as a theme is the the backlash that these uh, content creators get at, from their fan bases at the slightest hint of hypocrisy or inauthenticity. Um, mm. That like a big part of being a successful vegan YouTuber, especially one that lives a very extreme lifestyle, like raw veganism, um, uh, in, in order to like maintain your popularity and, um, be on the good side of your quote unquote community, um, it, your lifestyle is restricted in a lot of ways. Like, uh, yeah, she felt like she had to hide eating fish. Um, and when it came out, her career was over basically it's like it's very extreme like both from the side of the youtubers but also the fan bases are very extreme as well it's uh it's intense and we'll go over more examples of that because these people with creating their content are creating these really um uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to think of a good word it's just a whole bunch of group think they're creating really rabid fans who all adhere to a very strict moral food dogma um yes very dogmatic um so i figured a lot of these uh personalities are going to have some sort of turning point in their content uh whether they've turned away or doubled down so yovana's seems to be when the the fish scandal broke we can call it um, she posted a couple story time, like sad videos, and then she posted some videos like responding to hate comments. And then she just kind of got back into it. She was still posting some vegan recipes. She doubled down on posting a lot of weight loss content. She also got married around this time. Um, and then she, so she, there's a lot of wedding content and then, after that, her most recent videos are about her pregnancy. Um, mm. She's also started, she has her own app now, the Simple Fit app, in which she does recipes and workouts. It seems like a very kind of, you know, who, who knows about the quality, but it <laughs> seems like a very, yeah, standard, standard influencer fitness app, right? Although... From her website, which I've been on, I cannot find a single piece of evidence of a qualification in nutrition or in fitness, which I will say, like, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't love the what I eat in a day videos. But when you're like a food influencer online, posting your recipes and posting your stuff like, yeah, you're sort of implicitly telling people what to eat or what you think is right for people to do, but you're not charging for like prescriptive advice or yeah yeah so that's a that's like a whole new step um but other than that like her tone has stayed very much the same she's just not vegan anymore although she has taken sort of a um religious turn as a lot as we will find is is very common uh, so she has 1.1 million Instagram followers and she has almost 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, so she's still like, seems like doing content full time, churning it out, uh, making it work. It's, that it seems is, like she shifted though from like, you know, the 2010s 
um, like raw veganism. Here's how to eat raw vegan. Here's all these raw vegan recipes to more of like a general like wellness influencer type of content that's about more of a variety of things. And does she not even claim to be vegan anymore? Like she's just like Correct. healthy she is eating, not vegan eating anymore. clean, like that kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. And exactly. what do her comments look like on her latest content? Like, is is she still getting a lot of heat um, and backlash? Or does she seem to have accumulated, like, a new fan base that's, like, on board with her non-vegan lifestyle? I think, again, this is a popular shift for influencers who come under a lot of scrutiny, uh, making the shift to faith-based mommy blogger seems to have Mm. protected her from a lot of that um I will say that she has a an international audience which I think has also contributed to her popularity she's bilingual um like her captions are fully in English and Spanish as well and yeah I don't see Mm. really any negativity under any of her posts um it's all pretty Mm. pretty standard fare and she's like a lovely charming woman so it's yeah pretty standard influencer stuff but yeah she seems to have a likable future mommy blogger yes exactly she seems to have um I don't think she is embroiled in conflict any longer. I think once she explained yeah. herself and was like, look, I was trying this for my health. I actually remember when this happened. It was a it was a big deal because this was about the time that I was I had just stopped being vegan. So any sniff of hypocrisy, mm. I was like, aha, it's all a facade. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, th- I think she escaped a lot of it by being like, look, I was doing this for my health. I was trying to figure that out in private. And like, then I was going to tell you about it, you know, like maybe you should have been a little bit more upfront, but also if you're dealing with medical issues, like people are entitled to, <laughs> you know, some, some sense yeah. of And you know, that so. was four years ago. So it makes, it makes sense that, you know, even if something was a big controversy, um, for a time that four years later, it would have kind of blown over as long as she's not continuing to make content that addresses it and keeps bringing it up. The internet forgets very quickly, unless you keep acting like a dummy. Like, these things blow over. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's uh, that's Ravana. Ooh, does she still go by Ravana? Or has she dropped the raw? Because that was the raw vegan thing. She was fully raw vegan. Uh, So now she is just Yovana Yovana Mendoza. Now Now she's Yovana. She's got the rare one name Instagram handle. (laughs) got it got it so does the next person we're gonna talk about Ooh, I'm excited Um, yeah do you already know who it is I have a guess (laughs) (laughs) so next we are going to be talking about raw alignment or Elise Parker who is just Elise on Instagram how this like very young person got a one name Instagram (laughs) handle I don't know because yeah that she must have gotten it when she was like 17 or 18 or something um maybe even younger I don't know uh but anyway so um Elise Parker is um another YouTuber influencer she was at like the height of her popularity from the years of 2015 to 2017 like if you go to YouTube and uh 
search her videos, like arrange them by like most viewed, they're all from that time period. And um, she did a lot of like, so for all of mine, I tried to think of like three or four words that kind of describe their brand or their vibe. So for her, um, I would describe her brand vibe as very youthful natural and like hippie wellness energy so Mm. during this time like 2015 to 2017 that she was like really at the height of her popularity she was um raw vegan van life in Hawaii (laughs) so she had a lot of like popular buzzwordy things going for her she was like doing like a full like natural lifestyle she made a lot of videos about like not wearing deodorant not wearing makeup only owning like 12 articles of clothing I started following her at this time because I was getting very into the idea of minimalism. Uh, This was when, yeah, this was like right when I was like graduating from college. Um, I was like moving a lot. Like I was moving in with Eben and then I knew we were going to be moving into a different apartment six months later. And then we were going to be moving across the country six months after that. So I personally got this interest in like minimalism and like living without a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to not be burdened by having all of these things when I moved every six months for the next year. Um, So I, I found her just looking for like minimalist wardrobe content and stuff Mm. like that. And, um, you know, she is very likable, very charming. She's this like pretty blonde, like she's got that surfer girl thing going uh, on. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And, um, and so she she was really popular at this time. Videos getting like m- millions of views. Um, her most popular video is about her removing her dreadlocks. <laughs> so yes, she was a white girl with dreads for a time, <laughs> um, which just totally fits into the whole like bohemian hippie uh, like oh, natural yeah. kind of <laughs> vibe that she was going for. Question for you, Carolyn: Did you ever have dreadlocks? Oh, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Did you ever have a dreadlock? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I never had dreadlocks. He's <laughs> okay. being sarcastic. <laughs> uh, a single dreadlock. sold over here. No. Um, <laughs> I know people who have done that. Just like <laughs> hiding a single dreadlock. Isn't that just called like, like, like a, their net. A, a rat a tail? Snarl? Like, <laughs> yeah. That, remi- <laughs> that reminds me of when people would go on like cruises in middle school and would come back with those like wrapped hair braids yeah. I was so jealous oh I wanted one of those so badly and they always had the uh, like the best tan that was definitely a really gnarly sunburn like three days earlier <laughs> yes oh yes. man I was they were so crispy. jealous yeah yeah oh also sorry yeah. before I move on um if you're gonna hold the mic could you just hold the mic because when the stand hits things it makes noise into the microphone I just kind of noticed that. that yeah didn't realize that great cool Got it. Awesome. Okay. So, yes. So, Elise, Raw Alignment, um, she was making all of this content, the van life, the, like, eating acai bowls in a waterfall in Hawaii, like, very aesthetic, very (laughs) lovely and aspirational. Um, But then shit kind of hit the fan in 2019, and she shocked her audience um, when – she made a complete 180 
ditched raw veganism entirely and did a 30-day carnivore challenge. (laughs) So I'm just going to let that sink in. Um, This was 2019. So the carnivore diet was getting some press at this time. This is when like Jordan Peterson's daughter was like going on the Joe Rogan podcast and like talking about only eating beef and salt but for some reason she could also drink whiskey um I don't know maybe we can talk about that another (laughs) another day but basically the carnivore Uh. diet at the time was like gaining this kind of like media attention and I don't know how many people were actually following it but there was like a voyeuristic interest in this new like extreme diet of literally only eating beef for every meal you know, was that just an extension of her minimalism where she was like, only meat, <laughs> just just one food instead? Just Yeah. Instead of mono meals of various fruits, we're doing mono meals of, of just meat. Um, oh, my God. No, I don't. I, I don't think it was related to minimalism. At this point, she had also abandoned uh, van life. I don't know if she was living in a house in Hawaii or if she had moved back to the mainland um Mm. but she was not doing like that uh like full minimalism anymore she was like living in like a house or an apartment the way that she explains it is that she did it for health reasons another example of someone making a huge platform and a living off of eating a raw vegan diet and then Mm -hmm. accumulating various health problems um and being advised by doctors to not be raw vegan anymore now I'm not sure if it was a yeah I'm not sure if it was a doctor that told her to do the carnivore diet for 30 days I'm gonna be honest I didn't go back and like watch all of her videos on it in full if you would like to I'm sure you can you didn't want to hear about the beef but (laughs) (laughs) but basically like she had just been experiencing a lot of health issues and you know when you're you know just like a young woman early 20s and you have like your hair is falling out. You have no sex drive. You're really tired all the time. Like that's worrisome. And so I think it makes total sense that she would take measures to uh, explore different ways of taking care of herself. Um, now, she is not following the carnivore diet like in perpetuity. She now eats a much more, I would say, regular diet that includes a variety of different foods like I saw um I I like was scrolling kind of through watching little clips from like a vlog style video she did um within the last few months and she was eating things like Ezekiel bread avocado toast and like fried eggs and grilled chicken and salad and just like normal people food um I think definitely still you know, kind of clean eating, whatever. Um, But she is no longer like a food lifestyle um, content creator. She's more of just like a lifestyle content creator. And to be honest, she's not making a lot of content anymore. She only posts on YouTube one to two times a month. Um, Instagram, it seems like the same kind of frequency. She's really slowed down in how much she's posting. Um, And... Even just within the last few videos, it's kind of all over the place. There's no like theme or a lot of continuity for like what she's posting. It seems like she's really in a time of, 
I don't know, figuring out what her next direction is going to be. Um, mm. It seems like she's starting to dabble a little more in like kind of new age spirituality, like making videos on like manifestation and kind of where mm. like new age spirituality meets psychology. So like inner child work, self-help kind of stuff. Something I'm certain that she's qualified to be talking about yeah and not just and pulling out of her butt entirely exactly and I didn't watch like a lot of these videos in full so I'm not sure exactly how much of it is her just talking about her own experiences and talking about what she is doing in her own life and how much of it is mm. advice driven but either way she has definitely moved on from raw veganism though her channel is still called raw alignment and her you like the um like preview video that like auto plays mm -hmm. when you go to her YouTube channel is still from like five years ago when she was raw vegan oh, wow. And so it's, it's a little interesting. Um, but yeah, so that, that is Elise. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Oh, <laughs> so the reason I stopped watching her channel, cause I, I there mm. was like a few months, maybe a year or so where I, I was pretty into it. I enjoyed her, her vlogs. I enjoyed her, you know, talking about minimalism, whatever it was. But then she decided that she was going to train for a bodybuilding competition, like a bikini competition, eating a raw vegan diet and started making <gasps> videos about like her workouts and like muscle building on a raw vegan diet. But like, I don't think she ever actually did the competition. Um, like, I think it was a couple months of doing the like the prep and then realized that like it wasn't going to work out. I think her health issues started to get in the way. Um, mm. But after a couple videos of that, I was like, I do not find this entertaining. Like I am, I was already, you know, this was 2019. I was already doing like the anti-diet, like body acceptance. Yeah, you were past um, this. Like, I, I was like, I have no interest in watching um, a YouTuber train for a bodybuilding competition like that. That is not interesting yeah. to me. So that's when I stopped following her stuff because she wasn't posting about the things that I found interesting about her in the first place. Um, but mm. yeah, so that that was uh, another little another little detail of her YouTube uh, experience. <laughs> I'm still stuck on thinking about how expensive and sweaty it would be to just eat beef. Oh my God. I know. I know. And Reddit was not happy with her when she did this. I think this is something <laughs> we're probably finding about all of them, but like when she did this and when this YouTube video dropped where she like talked about it, oh my God, the vegan Reddit pages were ablaze. Everyone was <laughs> pissed at Alert her. the presses. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Can I, can I admit I had never, ever been on Reddit until we started trying to do deep dives on people who have like wiped their internet presences. And really? you know, I said before the internet forgets, but Reddit never oh. forgets. No. You know exactly what people were thinking. You know what they were rage typing in those comment sections. Wow. It is so helpful. Reddit's going to be like, so you were, you primary, were not on Reddit primary in, sources going forward. Uh, in high school. No, never. Interesting. Oh, I was big into Reddit in high school. Like, <laughs> 20 2010 about? I mean I I didn't really post I was more of a lurker but at the time mm. it was like gosh I'm having trouble remembering definitely the memes like the early like like advice animals memes do you remember those where it was like the 
like graphic background like colorful oh, background with, with an animal background. head on it yeah. yeah and then just like the top okay. text bottom text impact font like there was like rage wolf and like success kid oh so God. I feel like I spent a lot of time on that subreddit in particular um you know meme queen I was since a, day one <laughs> a tumblr per- <laughs> put that on a t-shirt I was a, a tumblr kid and then I got my memes from like the iFunny app on my iPod touch so mm, I was okay. not as cool as you got not it. As, yeah. Um, I was on Tumblr subversive. too. Um, yeah, I, I had to, I mean, of course I also on Reddit, I was on the paleo subreddits, the like fitness mm. subreddits, like well, a lot of toxicity there. Um, but I had to get off Reddit entirely in the lead up to the 2016 election because it was, a horrible place to be on the internet and then I didn't Mm -hmm. start using it again probably until like a year or two ago and even so I'm not really on there very often really just for research for this podcast at this point yeah it is helpful it's helpful yeah yeah all right so moving on who is your next yes who's your next vegan Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. My next vegan, <laughs> the the vegan behind door two. This is actually a duo, a power couple, if you will. Um, do you remember Mr. and Mrs. Vegan? No, I am not familiar with this power couple. Amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Vegan or Kristen and Alex. I don't know their last name. I'm sure I could find it in... 10 seconds. It is. How about they McDowell. changed? Oh, I was like, what if they legally changed their last name to vegan? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised. That's, that's the level of fanaticism uh, with which these people talk about potatoes. Oh my gosh. You know who would have been a good person for this episode? Do you remember that woman who ate only potatoes for a month? No. I cannot believe I forgot about her. Oh, no. Next time. Next episode. Okay. There was a woman who did like a weight loss challenge where she only ate potatoes. Oh. Um, she was very popular. I just had a recovered memory. As I I'm said, literally- this is a very traumatic <laughs> episode for me. It's so funny. I'm, um, I'm reading um, The Martian right now. And that's all I could think of when you said this. It, it's like the astronaut who gets like stranded on Mars um, and he's okay. like a botanist and um, he's able to like grow potatoes like on Mars. And that's like a part of how he survives longer. <laughs> and I'm oh like, my God. I mean, if you're gonna pick one food to eat, like I would much rather eat uh, potatoes than beef. Yeah. That I think I agree. Like, at least you can do stuff with potatoes, but not when you're on Mars, you know, just doing it for weight loss and being like the best way to lose weight is to just eat potatoes until you oh want to vomit. God. Like, uh, I don't oh know. My God. Okay. Um, anyway, anyway, <laughs> Mr. And Mrs. Vegan. Anyways. So Mr. And Mrs. Vegan are a, a married couple, Kristen and Alex, who he specifically, Mr. Vegan credits himself as the inventor of the WSLF vegan diet, which stands for whole starch, low fat the whole premise behind that is that again like nutrition basics carbs a a a single gram of carbs is what four calories and then like 
protein and fat are nine. I should know this off the top. This of my is head what he's don't. based his entire philosophy off of. Just that carbohydrates are less calorically dense. Yes. I'm gonna have a brain yes. aneurysm. Yes, it is. Yeah, you don't mm, <laughs> stay away. Stay away. Uh, I just, I wish I had just like a buzzer <laughs> anytime. Yeah. So their whole thing was like. You need to eat just oats and potatoes and rice and beans and that will fill you up and you won't have any more room to eat foods that are going to make you fat. Like that was that was the thing. So they were like sort of ethically vegan, but it was mostly about weight loss. It was like a whole purity complex. And yeah, it was about weight loss and they being skinny. They're telling you in one <laughs> they're telling you in one breath that this is the ultimate sustainable lifestyle. And then they're also doing things like being like, she got pregnant and then he was like, I put on some sympathy weight. So here's how I'm going to like, she'd be like my naughty, naughty husband. She's this like very delicate blonde woman with giant bazongas. I just got to say it because this is, this is also a pattern. Um, This is also a theme. This is a theme. And (laughs) let me get through the sentence that, um, a lot of these bloggers were like, I only put natural things in my body because everything chemicals are toxic have um, breast implants, which is they fine. They literally won't wear mascara, but they'll get a boob job. Yeah. And it's, again, like not something that I want to use for uh, a sticking point of like extra judgment, but this is a consistent narrative across these channels where they're all of a sudden like my my implants were making me super sick so I had to take them out and now I'm like returning Mm. to my most natural form and like it's all about uh sort of getting these rooting these toxins out of their life and then like ascending and achieving like the next step of enlightenment right uh but just yes they really consider considered themselves like the leaders of a movement it was like massive cult vibes like Mm. these two are maybe the worst offenders for not being quite as aggressive as some other people, but being the most like we are the leaders. We know exactly what we're talking about. This is the one way to be come along with us children. Right. And the and, one true path. Yes. They had children and it was like, Oh, what, what I eat WSLF pregnancy. And then like, what our children eat that's WSLF and they had Facebook support groups and they would like coach people who there, the whole thing was centered around weight loss. Um, the whole thing was centered around weight loss, uh, which you, you know, if you have heard Carolyn or I speak ever listen to any part of the podcast, like the entire logical fallacy there is like the pursuit of weight loss is not a health pursuit. It just isn't. Those are, that's dissonant. Um, where was I going with that? Uh, I feel like I will. Oh, they were also, they called it like SOS free, which was salt, oil, and sugar. This is a big oh. thing, which, you know, like all the things that make food taste good. Um, no salt. All, <laughs> no salt, no oil, no sugar. And they were more sporadic about these things. Like I remember videos of theirs where they'd be like, oh, and you know, today we've been good. So we're having a quarter of an avocado as a treat. Like, they weren't no fat because they were like, well, you need some fat, especially like Mrs. Vegan eats a little more fat than Mr. Vegan to like have a healthy pregnancy, which is so like at its core, probably like good nutritional advice that 
or better nutritional advice that you should be eating like fat in your diet like duh yeah but so just like gender essentialist and heteronormative and also bad like don't they were just so restrictive so also it's like the minimum necessary to survive is the healthiest amount that makes no sense yes Yes, exactly and they've both just got now you can you can hear like the the trauma coming up because they've just both got these like big wide like white smiles and they're always just like sitting next to each other staring into the camera like smiling so wide um and just like so bubbly and so like in love with each other but they only call each other mr and mrs vegan again like i had to i remember full days of what they ate but i don't remember their names because they never referred to each other as their names um absolutely silly stuff so do we want to get into the where it turned of it all yes i'm so curious (laughs) this is this is a this is a dark one this is good that this is will be our our act to low point um so when I was like, hmm, I wonder what Mr. and Mrs. Vegan have been up to lately. Of course, I went to their YouTube channel. Uh, they currently have 80,000 subscribers, which honestly sounds like I remember them having more than that, but I'm not, I wouldn't trust my memory on that necessarily. You might have just been really deep in the cult. I, Carolyn, I was so deep. I was so oh, deep in this hole. Um, thank you condolences accepted I also owe myself an apology but luckily getting this far in is what got me out because at a certain point I looked around and I was like what am I what? doing <laughs> are you kidding me who so, are all you, know, you people <laughs> yeah 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 so nice you gotta hit rock bottom so you have solid ground to stand on you know um so the anyways their banner says new videos every week but the last video they uploaded was three years ago what my vegan family ate today, vegan life. Uh, the <laughs> the video before that is uh, called Keto versus Carb, Toxic Diet Culture Exposed. Oh my gosh. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, that's weird. Like they seem very prolific. Like they were very popular in the community. What have they been up to? And I found out through a combination of uh, screenshots of deleted tweets and Instagram comments uh, because of course on Instagram I did find Kristen who is running a very happy um, faith forward mommy blog on Instagram um, that Mr. Vegan no longer has an Instagram. Mr. Vegan mm. no longer has an internet presence at all. The last comments, the last public comments seen from, and there are pictures of him on her Instagram. So like, hypothetically, he's still alive. Um, The last public comments from Mr. Vegan were a series of of tweets um, and his Twitter bio, which he changed to say that vegan is not supported by the science, um, which, as you can imagine, if you build a rabid vegan fan base and then all of a sudden you completely flip-flop and not only are you saying I'm not vegan anymore but vegan is bad and wrong like maybe not gonna go over so big with with those people 
Maybe. So are they still um, together? <laughs> Here's where it gets good. Yes. As far as I can tell, they are still together. Now, this is all information that I've gleaned from Kristen's Instagram comments. Because she's been posting a lot of photos of herself and their two sons. Um, so uh, this is all speculation because, again, all the first, all the... Um, all the evidence of this has been wiped, but the comments remain. Here's what's up with them. She's dealing with some massive health issues, which sounds really devastating. That's tough. She is still vegan. She is down to eating just a few different types of starches. That's all her body can handle. Obviously, I Hmm. do not know enough about nutrition or medicine to be like, hmm, what's going on here? That's not true. But I will say that her... Her comments are full of other people who are like, I've been doing WSLF for five years because I found you guys and I'm dealing with this exact same very, very rare medical issue. Um, So correlation is not causation, but I hope she is getting proper care. Yep. The juicy part of this is that uh, they're super conservative. They're Trump supporters um, mm. They've been accused of a lot of white nationalism, white supremacy, which, again, Ooh. I have not found any firsthand evidence of, aside mm. from the fact that Mr. Vegan has been completely wiped off the Internet. So there is a lot of content missing. Okay. Um, but she she doesn't seem she posted about feeling nervous for the election the day before the 2020 election. And that was. I can't okay. I can't that find doesn't anything, mean anything. To, yeah 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 it, this is all alleged 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 yeah. alleged but all the comments are singing the same tune um mm-hmm. there was also there are some comments asking her about did you see what your husband because people were like oh are you still vegan she's like yeah yeah they're like do what do you have to say about like what your husband's been saying over on twitter and she's like I don't look at twitter um, I don't like condone his beliefs, but I'm too weak because I'm so ill to do anything about that. Oh, yikes. So number one, I feel quite bad for her. It sounds like she's yeah. dealing with a lot. Number two, there is a lot going on there um, yeah. that I think the internet is privy to very little of, but she's still making content. She's still doing brand deals, but the YouTube channel was their big thing. And that is dead and gone. Um, and you know, Mr. And Mrs. Vegan, eh, only Mrs. Vegan remains. So that's so interesting. Oh my God. I'm so curious. Like what, what has been deleted from the internet that, uh, right. I also found some, (laughs) Some tweets at them again, like the Twitter is gone. It it does not mm-hmm. exist. So I'd have to know like dark web voodoo to be able to dig any of that up. And I just don't. But there was a confusing string of tweets about how they invited a bunch of young female vegan YouTubers to stay at their house for like Ooh. quite a long time. And then Uh-oh. there were some things like the, the expectations were not met. And then they ended up like kind of being housekeepers for them the whole thing was again fairly convoluted because I can only see like 25 percent of what the conflict was um yeah but that you know that doesn't bode well to me that feels weird yeah 
<laughs> so basically, uh, moral of the story is Mr. Vegan clearly got embroiled in some intense, potentially ideological things, debates, confrontations on Twitter that led to him just completely deleting his whole online presence and his wife is too sick and weak to care. That is I'm so gonna sad. I'm going to allegedly say like potentially estranged wife. Because if yeah. you truly like, I don't know what my husband thinks or says, I refuse to comment on it. And like, I don't know what's going on with him. Like something's going on and she's dealing with something's some going on issues. So yeah. Eww. And then you mentioned this in the part that I cut out, but I do just want to uh, bring it back up that there was a, a story about them inviting a bunch of like young female vegan. Just say that part again. I there feel like I misunderstood some, you. There was some intercommunity vegan YouTuber drama where they invited some young female vegan YouTubers to come to their house, come stay at their house. I'm not sure what the goal was, but apparently the expectations were not met when they arrived and there was some business about them like making them clean their house and kind of like housekeep for them it was just all around kind of odd behavior uh yeah. so so at best they, they scammed doing, at best they scammed a bunch of young women who were probably trying to grow their own online presence and find community and at worst it's got some like cult red flag energy yeah they're they're decidedly on the outs with the rest of the internet vegan community ah <sighs> god damn it just keeps getting crazier <laughs> are we ready for the next one yeah. I think we need to move on <laughs> okay okay so I have two heavy hitters Is- left um the next one we're gonna do is let's save all the all the like real nasty stuff for the middle of the episode okay both of these are pretty bad so we're gonna end on a positive note but like there's only (laughs) so much I can do these these are the bad ones okay (laughs) or intense interesting I don't know so we're gonna talk about fully raw Christina So she is another raw vegan uh, YouTuber and influencer. She currently has almost 1.3 million subscribers on YouTube, 1 million on Instagram. And she has a modest TikTok following, but it seems like that's not her main platform. She just kind of like reposts other stuff onto TikTok. Um, So she is known for promoting a raw vegan lifestyle. So no animal products and no cooked food at all. We've already talked about you know, Ravana and Elise, um, a lot of fruit, um, a lot of leafy greens and stuff. Um, in the early days of her channel, she definitely was also on that like, like low fat, like low, low fat train. But these days she's doing a lot of like avocados, making like salad dressings out of like nuts and seeds and stuff. So it seems like she's 
um, lightened up on that aspect a little bit in recent years. Um, so her content focuses mostly on recipes for primarily juices and salads. She does a lot of like what I eat in a day as a raw vegan videos. And um, lately she also does a lot of like gardening and lifestyle videos because she has this I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm really jealous. She has this amazing garden that's like borderlining on a small farm um, and just like incredible like goals for my yard. Um, mm. <laughs> so her her vibe is very vibrant, abundant, and she's just got a very like nice energy about her. She comes across as very nice, you know, potentially uh what is it that they do on Twitter in parentheses? Nice derogatory. Um, (laughs) No, no. She comes across as very sweet, very welcoming, very nice. So the peak of her YouTube popularity was um, a while ago. It was like 2012 to 2015. This is when she was like going super viral, getting like millions of views on videos. And at this time, she was definitely leaning into the very like clickbait title type of thing that was honestly just Mm. super common um, on YouTube. This was just like how the YouTube algorithm worked. This is how you got views on your videos, got like pushed onto the like the recommended or like the homepage or whatever it was. Her most popular video is from 2012 and it's called My Watermelon Juice Secret. (laughs) I don't know what the obsession with watermelon juice was, but that is her most viewed video. But from this time... It is honestly like infuriating just reading the titles of these videos, just the the claims, the misinformation, disinformation that she was spreading <laughs> is just wild. Like and of course, like so many of these others that we've talked about, a lot of the more informative content that she pushes, it literally just has to do with like instructions on how to be skinny. Um like the whole mm main point of like why being a raw vegan is good for you other than like the whole purity it's natural concept which is sus to begin with it's also just Mm -hmm. it makes you thin it is the best way to eat because people who are raw vegan are really skinny and that is good it's similar to what the bodybuilders call volume eating which is yeah basically and like disordered thing where you try to fill up your stomach with as much low caloric density food as possible so that the you know whatever whatever motor receptors in your stomach feel it stretch and then they're like oh we're full but you're never satisfied you're just full of Mm -hmm. lettuce yeah so you're just you're eating like like giant salads and drinking like liters and liters of juice and like not eating actual food And then they hide behind it being like, look how much food I eat. This couldn't possibly be restrictive. Look at all of this abundance on my plate. There's so much of it. And it's all kale. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) yeah. It only costs $45. Yeah. Um, So one of her other like really popular videos uh, is called How to Get a Flat Stomach, Five Easy Steps, Why I Only Wash My Hair Once a Week, Anti-Cancer Green Juice, and my personal favorite, Uh. How My Eyes Changed Color from Eating Fully Raw. (laughs) Did you ever watch this video? Were you aware of this? So Fully Raw Christina was another one that I watched like during this time. Again, like a little bit of it was like Fully Raw Christina. 
Yeah, morbid curiosity. Like, I, just like, what is going on here? So she claimed, I don't know if she still stands by this, but at the time, this was in like 2012 or 2013, she claimed that her eyes changed color from brown to blue from eating a raw vegan diet. Um, now, I guess this could be true. I don't really know everything about the human body. I guess I could see that there's some circumstances where a person's eyes could change color. Who knows? But the reason she gave is the most batshit part of this. <laughs> you can go watch. I honestly, I think you should go watch the video because it you is so You don't need so to know eye science weird. to know that. So Ugh. she claims what? that everyone with brown eyes, their eyes are brown because it's poop. <laughs> they have poop in their eyes. Are you fucking serious? It's the toxins from the poop in so, your body. So most of the world. And mm. if, they, if everyone with brown eyes were to eat a raw vegan diet... <laughs> Laura is literally hitting her head with the microphone. In the head with the mic. I'm sorry. How? Yeah. So she's saying that after she ate a raw vegan diet for a while, I guess the poop drained out of her eyes or detoxed from her irises. And now she has blue eyes. And this is the most ridiculous claim that I have ever heard. And this video is just still up on the internet. And she sounds completely serious when she's talking about this. I'm like, is her whole channel just one big bit? Like, this is, what? What is this? Um, So anyway, yeah, her eyes changed from brown to blue because her raw vegan diet cleaned the poop out of her eyes, apparently. (laughs) I just, I literally can't. That is... Uh, I'm, try- I'm going in on her Instagram photos trying to hmm because there is a surgery that you can get to change the color of your irises it's like a permanent I don't um, think she would have done that because she was like in her early 20s I don't think she was very rich yeah. um but okay so basically the reason that she went fully raw in the first place this was you know back in like uh maybe even like 2008 or 2009 um it was 17 years ago. I just saw that pop up on her. There we go. Uh, 17 years ago. So, so even how long earlier. ago was that? 2006. Um, and so she went raw vegan initially because she, as a teenager, was experiencing a lot of health issues. She was, I think, like very, very underweight. Like she was really struggling with her health. Um, and she ran into this guy in a health food store and he introduced her to raw veganism and she credits raw veganism and credits this guy with saving her life. Basically, like she believes that eating a raw vegan diet, it like cured all of her health issues. And, you know, she talks about this in many of her videos who knows if it's true? Who knows what else was going on? What the actual cause of the health health issues was? The good news is she does seem very healthy now. Throughout the years, like her weight has fluctuated a little bit. There has been times where she has um, appeared very, very underweight, not to like judge someone based on their weight, but just like throughout her YouTube career, her appearance has fluctuated. And um, at various times, she has just not 
looked as healthy, I guess you could say. And in those times often would, you know, say that she was struggling with various health things. That was often the reason that she would then do like some sort of extreme detox or whatever. Like there's the whole saga of her health journey and her life throughout her 20s and 30s, like up on the internet. These days she is looking a lot more stable, I guess you could say. And as I mentioned, she also has changed the way she's eaten. She's no longer like super low fat like she eats nuts and seeds a few years ago she even started promoting like protein powders so she's definitely not you know like an all fruit uh or all fruits and vegetables raw vegan anymore she mostly eats raw fruits and vegetables but she does eat some other things too um and my guess is that that increase of balance in her diet and variety in her diet uh, is probably why she's experiencing less health issues these days than she was like 10 years ago. But that's all speculation. I'm not her doctor. I don't know. So let's get into the uh, controversies and criticisms surrounding Fully Raw Christina. So the main one, and I think the most important one, is that she, like all of these other raw vegans that we're talking about, are glorifying and, you know, promoting a very extreme and restrictive diet. Um, as we said at the top of the show, like, we don't personally have any problems or issues with veganism. But when you take that even further to raw veganism, I feel perfectly comfortable saying I do not recommend that. I do not think it is safe or responsible to cut all cooked food out of your diet. Humans eat cooked food and have for a very, very long time. Um, And like the fear mongering and weird like twisting of facts and information that goes on on these like raw vegan YouTube channels, I think is just really irresponsible and leading people down an extreme and restrictive path. There's Um, just no reason to not cook your food. And even if like, even if we had a profound amount of evidence that that was like a very, very healthy way to eat, it is going to be very expensive and inconvenient and keep you out of a lot of social situations. And health is like, health is a lot of checks and balances. And if you're not able to support your diet financially, socially, sustainably, it's not healthy no matter how many Cheetos you're not eating exactly yeah in order to be healthy living a raw vegan lifestyle you need to have an extreme amount of privilege especially financially yes and you also have to be able to live a very isolated lifestyle um a very Mm -hmm. isolated life and still like be happy doing that so Very, very few people can pull this off. And unfortunately, one of the things that makes someone more likely to become popular on the internet is when they are doing something that is unusual and extreme. And it just sucks when Mm. these people then leverage the interest in their lifestyle um, from people who just find it fascinating or just are curious. And then evangelize this very extreme and unrealistic lifestyle to people who will not get benefits from it, who cannot pull it off in the same way that they can Mm. either because they don't have the access to the food or the money necessary to buy the food or the space to store it or, uh, the land to grow it. Like uh, 
Who can live that way? Very few people, but they're the ones who get really popular on YouTube for it. So it's just it's just an unfortunate fact of like internet virality, um, especially as it relates to food based content and like diet content. But yeah, anyway, like some of some of the very like extreme things that she's promoted on her channel include like eliminating, like I said, everything except fruits and vegetables. No other foods allowed. Um, doing things called <sighs> juice feasts, which is a very nice sounding no. rebrand of just a juice fast where you literally consume nothing no. but fruit juice cold pressed for, you know, days on end. Do not recommend. And in the early days, you know, she was promoting the 80-10-10 diet, which is the macronutrient breakdown of 80% carbs, 10% protein, 10% fat. We'll be getting to this one in my next uh, my next YouTuber as well. I hate this no so salt, much. no garlic, no about onions. So much of this. Good. No garlic, honestly, is <clears throat> that is the line for me. Like, no matter how much other stuff sounds so crazy. No garlic, like I know. Do you I just know. And hate yourself so much? Yeah, and some Ugh. people have legitimate like intolerance to alliums. Like that's a real thing, especially yes. people with severe IBS. Yes, yes, like yes. onions and garlic can be in like uh, inflammatory in that way. I guess. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, but absolutely. Unless you have that condition, garlic and onions are totally fine. <laughs> like most people can eat garlic and onions with no problem. You don't need to arbitrarily remove them just because like a tiny percent of the population has a sensitivity to them. What that, if you removed every food that someone has a sensitivity or allergy to, that would be every food. (laughs) You wouldn't eat. It's just, it's ridiculous. Sorry. What were you going to say? And this is a problem because our air isn't organic anymore. So like, what are you going to consume? Our air is full of microplastics. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, what I was going to tell you is that I, I was a big into fully raw Christina back in the day. I will say that she always kind of gave me the heebie jeebies, but I still was like, this is someone who's got their yeah. life together. And I tried to be nice derogatory. I, <laughs> I tried to be fully raw Laura for a moment. Oh, no. Um, and I lasted about 36 hours. I made one of those big giant salads. That's like, the size of an extra large movie theater popcorn bucket. <laughs> and I got about halfway through it with a dressing that's made of just more vegetables, just yep. like liquid vegetables. And I was like, screw this. And I yeah. never went back. <laughs> it's like, you make this a is... dressing out of like kale and cilantro. Yeah. And like lemon juice. And you're mm. like, mm, my greens with more, my solid greens with my liquid greens on top delicious so satisfying a tragedy I'm so sorry you experienced that um okay so So anyway the other uh main issue that I have with her content is all of the unsubstantiated medical claims and just bad science Mm. um some of the things that she has claimed (laughs) um over the years we've got of course the poop eye color change we've got claims of raw veganism preventing or healing all variety of illnesses, promoting the bogus science behind the alkaline diet. You don't want your blood to be alkaline. You will die. Um, (laughs) That B12 deficiency in vegans is a myth. No, not a myth. If you're vegan, you should supplement with B12. That's like 
the number one dietitian recommendation for people who follow a vegan diet. She also, oh my God, I like my eyes rolled into the back of my head when I heard her say this in a video. Nonsensical rant she's going on, but this one little tidbit just got me. She says, when you take vitamins, like when you take vitamin supplements, your body stops producing them. And she's trying to say that's a reason not to take them. Your body doesn't produce a lot of vitamins. The essential nutrients are nutrients that your body cannot make itself and you need to get through food. This, it just, it just literally makes no sense. That's like day one nutrition class. <laughs> Learned that, you know, my first week of school. <laughs> um, yeah. My just, brain is short circuiting. Yeah. I, I feel like she's such good evidence of that if you just keep saying things that you believe in that you want to be true succession and you never double back and you only keep spouting it like the internet cannot move fast enough to catch you like exactly you can just say shit and keep going and then that's and that is what she built like the first many years of her career on so then in 2017 she starts to like this is when actual like backlash starts to happen up until this point people have been mostly liking her um but mm. in <laughs> then they realized her eyes were slowly turning brown again and Hold they were like on. wait a second <laughs> the poop is returning to her eyes <laughs> no what actually it's happened like in 2017 of- is <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but so as i had said she was um taking sponsorships one of the main ones that she was promoting was like um she did uh protein powders <gasps> she also did um that one's not the controversy yeah but so one of the first sponsorships she did that people didn't really like was um an MLM essential oil company um people weren't really into that but then the big one was um when she started promoting the Infowars supplements like Alex Jones line of supplements in 27 they were a sponsor of it all First of all, why does Alex Jones have a supplement line? What? Oh, you didn't know about this? <laughs> no, I didn't yeah. know about that. Um, this is the gay frogs guy, right? Yeah, it's it's goop for QAnon guys. Um, <laughs> hold on. Um, I'm there's there's literally it reminds me so much of like the goop things that we were looking at in that one patreon episode um okay yeah yeah. so there's one that actually has been promoted a lot that like i heard about this um and didn't know it was Infowars um until later it's called brain force plus oh my god and so it's literally like a brain supplement but these are it's an Infowars brand supplement um he also has one called dna force plus and one called alpha power (laughs) so you know maybe we um, should do an episode where we both take a dose of alpha power and just see what happens to us absolutely not absolutely not i feel like i'd i'd run up the wall yeah you can buy these supplements on um on amazon i believe yeah alpha brain Oh no, that's on it. Never mind. That's like the one that Joe Rogan likes to push. 
Maybe you can't buy it on Amazon anymore. But a couple of years ago, you could still buy it on Amazon. But yeah, just like bogus supplements. And so she was she was promoting uh, InfoWars supplements. And that is just the preview to what I'm going to go into next. <laughs> so, um, oh, no. oh, yeah. And so if you if you I'm search scared. for the InfoWars thing, she took that she took down the videos that had um, or like re-uploaded them without that ad in them. But okay. if you search for it hard enough, you can find on like random Tumblr websites, like screenshots of mm. her like holding it up in the video and whatever. So like the proof exists on the Internet, even though she tried to scrub it. We think she just like, I mean, I don't assume that anyone doesn't know. Like, I think you have to, you know, there's a certain amount of responsibility to like figure out what's going on with what you're promoting. But like, did she yeah. just not know? Or is she like super QAnon-y? It's a good question. Because I so saw like a Black Lives Matter uh, post on her page. Not that that means anything. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't seem like she's trying to virtue signal to the far right or anything. Sure, sure. Um let, let's just quickly circle back to that man that she met in the health food store. So his name is John oh, Rose. Oh, no, I forgot about him. Yeah, so his name is John Rose, and he also has a YouTube channel. He's um, a guy in his 60s, so I guess he was probably in his late 40s or 50s when she first met him. And um, he's been a raw vegan for like 25 years or something like that. He's a huge proponent of the raw vegan diet. And um, like I said, he also has a YouTube channel. So on his YouTube channel, oh no, he loves to stand shirtless in a field or a forest and yell passionately about uh, his various conspiracy theories and beliefs. Um, he's he's a well-known Holocaust denier. <laughs> He he loves to go off about Jewish bankers controlling the world and how Hitler did a lot of good things actually. Are you kidding? <laughs> and it sounds it sounds like I'm being kind of are trite you? and like exaggerating, but these are actual like quotes no, I'm from sure his videos. Not. Are we going to have to put an anti-Semitism trigger warning on this episode? Like what the hell? Yeah. So actually, what? here here's your anti-Semitism trigger warning because I'm going to read some uh, some of his ideas. Um, he said, quote, if Hitler had won the war, he would have turned Germany into a vegetarian country. Germany <gasps> and Japan proved to the world that we live on an abundant planet. And that's why we bombed them. So this is her her friend, her mentor, her guru, the man who saved her life. Yeah. My jaw is on the floor. Yeah. Are you kidding? And so in I think like 2018 or 2019, I forgot to write it down, but a couple years ago, she made a video responding to the backlash, whatever. I don't know. She felt like she was getting canceled because people were calling her a neo-Nazi apologist and speculating about what her beliefs could possibly be since she's promoting InfoWars supplements and um, is very close friends with a very loud Holocaust denier. It's, it's honestly will never fail to blow my mind how quickly every single one of our episodes circles back around to eugenics. Like it's always, 
if we follow we follow the through line of every single one of these bogus internet health claims it always goes back to eugenics and one white guy being like everyone eat the way i want them to eat because we're making a master race like yeah it's crazy speaking how of master race from that we are what? Speaking of master race. I know I heard you. Reme- Keep talking. Remember remember how her eyes changed color from brown to, I don't know, Aryan blue? Eee! Jinkies. No, I don't know if that's actually related, but I don't like the connotations. I might be reading too far into it, Yeah, but it's well, a no, little like- weird. It's a little when you weird. think about like that she's claiming that people with brown eyes are literally full of shit and that is the yeah. global majority. It's yeah. it, it's maybe not like maybe she doesn't believe in eugenics with her whole chest, but it's a parallel mm-hmm. line of thinking. Like Yeah, and it's like maybe what? she has never made that connection in her own thinking, but she got that belief from someone who did, you know? probably this well there's also a huge through line in her content where she's using her appearance for kind of the burden of proof where she's like look at me this is what health looks like so it must be working yeah it's like first of all just because something's quote-unquote working for you it does not mean it's going to work for the millions of people following you second of all like all the bikini pictures in the world don't prove shit about your diet and she's just constantly like she's grown her hair out super long she's just like this is this is a healthy nourished body and it's it's just a very standard thin woman in a bikini like she's using her her social capital of being like a normatively beautiful woman to be like I know secrets (laughs) I know something you don't know but but she's skinny and has big boobs and a nice tan. So I want to look like that. So I want to eat like that. <laughs> unfortunately, <sighs> unfortunately, that that is the uh, psychology that is being played on, whether intentionally or not. At this point, it kind of has to yep. be intentionally because she's been doing it for so long. No way to be ignorant for that long. Um, okay, so so she made this video addressing the allegations that she is a neo-Nazi or at the very least a neo-Nazi apologist. And she she says a lot of words without saying much at all. She says that she basically tries to like distance herself from him by saying that like she never like talks to him about these kinds of topics um, that like like she doesn't believe in these things um but I, I don't know it's very weird and confusing the way that she keeps talking in circles but she basically tries to like distance herself from the whole conversation without actually disavowing any of what he says um like she never says that it's like disgusting and wrong she's basically like I don't know what he believes it's like girl <laughs> it's all over the internet then it's your job to find out what he believes also, I didn't mean to laugh about neo-Nazis at all, but it is it is wild to me how quickly someone goes it's from just posting ridiculous. juice recipes on YouTube to having to do a YouTube apology video where we expect them to disavow neo- neo-Nazis. Like, it's wild that that is even a storyline in this timeline. Yes. Like, it's all just so... God. 
like ridiculous but yeah so she and and she also tries to just distance herself from him by basically saying she's not that close with him like she doesn't know him very well he's just some guy she met in a health food store who like gave her a book about raw veganism and that's it but he's just changed everything about my life for the past 17 years yeah there there are multiple videos on youtube where they are together like talking about raw veganism like walking through the woods they're from like 2012 they're from years ago but they're up there he talks about her all the time on his youtube channel or has in the past like always mentioning how she's such like a wonderful woman and now granted he was like more than twice her age when they met so that also gives me weird vibes because she was like like 20 um I gotta say, if a six, if a, how old is he? If a 50 year old man approached me in the supermarket, my first thought would not be, let's see what he has to say. Yeah, just very strange, very strange. So she also tries to distance herself from the like white supremacist neo Nazi allegations by like calling on her heritage. Um, She is Lebanese and Ecuadorian. So she is not. Okay like a white woman, but like being Latina doesn't mean you can't be racist or anti-Semitic. Like people of color can also promote these beliefs or like get swept up in these movements, especially if they are like white passing enough like I don't know I don't want to speculate on that like that's not really what this is about but basically she's saying like no I'm not a neo-nazi I'm Ecuadorian and it's like what (laughs) like that's not that 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 doesn't mean anything like that literally doesn't mean anything Uh, um Christina (laughs) yeah it's uh it's it's pretty intense and like I, I went down quite the rabbit hole researching all this. And it's so funny because there are also other YouTube channels that are literally just dedicated to this internal drama within the vegan YouTube community. So it's so funny because like <gasps> even when like certain videos have been like deleted from like Christina's page, there's evidence of these videos like clipped into other people's videos, like doing commentary on the situations. So like <laughs> it's like it's this whole universe. Um, there are frenemies, there are enemies, there are lovers, there are like I, just it is wild. It goes so deep. Um, Anyway, so I just kind of want to wrap this up with like one last point, which is something that we see throughout all of these creators and the relationship that they have with their audiences. And I was even guilty of doing this earlier in a couple comments I made about Christina and the way that like the appearance of her body has fluctuated over time based on like various things in her life and potential health problems that she was having and that's that these women mostly are building platforms off of their bodies in a very very intimate way that gives their audiences access to extremely private and personal information or personal information that usually would be very private for people and so then the relationship that they have with their audience can turn adversarial and judgmental very quickly. There's a lot of like Mm. micro analyzing and um, like critique and just obsession 
over these women's bodies. Like when you go into the comments of their YouTube videos and you go onto the Reddit pages, it gets really intense. Like people saying like very harsh things about these women based on the way that they look and based on the way that they choose to eat. Um, And the whole thing I feel like is just very toxic for everyone involved, like the fans and the creators alike. And I just kind of wanted to point that out that like we're, we're scrutinizing these creators based on the kind of content they're pushing and the way that they're promoting very extreme and unhealthy and untrue things to their following. But like, it, it's also just this world where if you're a part of that following, you're in this like community of people online that's just like really, really obsessed with these creators in a way that's unhealthy. It's like it's not just the diet that is the unhealthy part. It's the obsession with how thin or not thin, healthy, unhealthy these like individuals are when it's like it's not any of our business. <laughs> and like, no, I, it's so voyeuristic. I, and I think yeah. there's also an element where when someone is having, now I'm about to sound like a conservative podcaster, but when someone is doing like an alternative lifestyle, I think there is a, a subset of their audience waiting to see them fail, waiting yeah, for the proof yes. that this does not work and this is not a better way to be because their entire message is usually like this is the best way to be Mm -hmm. and I mean even just thinking back to what you said not to call you out but when when you said that like soon after you had stopped being vegan and then you saw that this shit was going down and like someone got outed for like not being vegan and you took some kind of like some glee in that some pleasure in like the hypocrisy being pointed out and it like it's all of us yeah yeah well and at that point like I had, I always view all of my food stuff as kind of like, I think in the moment it was like a safe way to practice self-harm. Mm. And I think that when it is Safer condoned, way. It's not actually safe. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not safe. Not safe. <laughs> uh, don't take that out of context. Um, watching some of the people who I kind of felt had harmed me that I had been led to harm by either sort of recant some of their views or be unveiled as hypocrites. Like that was extremely satisfying in like an eye for an eye sort of way Mm. instead of having a moment of introspection to be like, well, I, I did this to myself. (laughs) Like maybe I could have done one iota of research and realized that this is, absolutely like not for me let's just say not for me you know yeah I and that's I mean that's the whole reason we do this freaking podcast is that like everything information is underregulated and that's we don't want people to be like censored like that's not a good thing but it's the wild wild west out there and we're all fending for ourselves and we really, really, instead of being so, so careful about what you put in your mouth for your diet, like let's be so, so careful about what we let into our brains and just like Mm -hmm. question everything, corroborate every source, ask for sources, literally one source, like (laughs) the, the more committed someone is to my way is the one way and the best way, like the more they are proselytizing to you, 
the it's just not that simple like nutrition science is not that simple no one's hiding any secrets like there are enough problems with nutrition on a mass scale it's not like the government lying to you it's it's yeah it goes south so quickly so unfortunately like we don't love messages about like personal responsibility in nutrition and fitness but with information consumption like we have to have a little bit of mm-hmm. consumer smarts and a little bit of personal responsibility to be like Absolutely. I have to look out for myself and not just turn to someone else for answers yeah because grifters are around every quarter like if someone thinks that they can like tell you something and you'll believe it and then you'll they'll be able to make money from you believing that it's going to happen. So so you just mm-hmm. got to be careful. And the internet loves grifters because oh. the, all these, the thing that uh, I my eyes have really been open to is that the people who go mega ultra viral, usually it's 50% fanaticism and 50% backlash. If you yeah. Yeah. post something that is either untrue or or really, really polarizing, or like a wacky claim, that's the thing that's going to go viral. It's mm-hmm. never like a, a moderate, substantiated, well-applied nutrition tip. It's always yeah. going to be the person doing something way, way, way out there, and it's because people who forward this to their friends going, have you seen this? Isn't this absolutely stupid? Mm-hmm. are like those that engagement counts just as much That's as part people of going oh yeah this worked for me you absolutely know? absolutely outrage content is a powerful engine all right everybody so of course we had a lot time to say again. here <laughs> it's that time um we are going to take a pause here and we're going to do a part two to this episode because we each have a couple of other people we want to talk about and we want to give them their, you know, due time. We don't want to rush through this. So uh, thank you so much for listening. This is part one of vegan YouTubers. If you um, want to keep listening to us talk and you've listened to all of the main feed episodes, you can go sign up for the Patreon and get the exclusive episodes that are there. I guess if, if there's any vegan YouTubers that we haven't talked about yet that you want to hear about, um, message us and we can maybe include them in the next one. That's what I was going to say. If you're listening to this before part two comes out and we didn't, we didn't hit your favorites, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so uh, do we want to give them a little, a, a little preview of who we're going to talk about next so that they know not to message us about them in particular? <laughs> Bananas potatoes more high starch yeah so we're gonna be talking about freely the banana girl as well as who did you say i genuinely emmy something name i'm gonna oh healthy emmy who is kind of the wonderkind of the mr and mrs vegan cult so okay healthy emmy laura's gonna figure out who the potato lady is and then we're also (laughs) going to leave you some uh recommendations for vegan youtubers who we think are actually like making good content so it's not all gonna be negativity guys don't you worry no um but yeah with that we'll leave you to it thanks for listening everybody thanks for getting through this one with us i hope it (laughs) tickles your brain in the same way it does ours oh this has been a journey well thank you for being on it with us we love you (laughs) we love you bye bye